Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Turn down the speaker for a second. It's okay. I won't be long. Wait, turn it down? Turn it down. Sounds quiet. Turn it down. So and then you, you turn it back up, oh, and there we go. There hey! we go. Is is I want a journey. You, here's the thing: you want yeah. you want people active when yeah. you're listening to this. They want them to be a focus. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want you listening to this when you're driving because you're not. I'm not getting 100 percent of your attention. All right, there's only stupid answers. All right, best thing podcast you can ever put your whole, your little ears onto. All right, yes. you gotta be you gotta be going. You gotta be going. This is yeah, yeah, Wall yeah. Street, baby. This is cutthroat. All right, buy, sell, buy, sell, 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 sell. Debt, 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 rich, debt, debt, crypto, cryptos, cryptos, cryptos. I don't know what they are, and I don't know what we're doing on today's podcast. Of, on crypto oh we'll be so stupid blockchain oh. i don't know what it is i listened to the john oliver episode where Same. he explained it and i still didn't get it it was like listening to my dad explain it to me it's so not helpful welcome to <laughs> stupid answers well we're not going to talk about blockchain we're not we're talking about a different type of chain money making thing that can steal all your money something something basically i'm trying to do a dig at disney but also mm-hmm. a dig at cryptos couldn't find it there we're talking about disney. we'll get there we're talking we're, about dumbo we're yeah. talking about tim burton specifically yes. that's the over mcdonald's arching thing that we're talking about yeah. today the golden arches look out for him because we're gonna be talking about all sorts of tim burton goodies on this podcast where we talk about movies yes tv shows yes comic books yes sitting Introducing this show to you right now is a lovely Sam Basher. Thank you. I'm a big yeah. fan of Tim Burton. Edward Scissorhands, I think, is my favorite movie that he's made. And over to my right, your left, is DJ Walters. DJ, yes. who is your favorite uh, Tim Burton movie? Oh, dang. Who you is? Said, who is your favorite? You already said Edward Scissorhands. It's really good. That music in that, it's amazing. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen Ed Wood, but Edward would probably be up there. But what about the ones you have seen? What <laughs> about the ones you have seen? <laughs> you said your favorite movie you haven't seen. What's your favorite movie you it's have seen? It's my Edward That's a classic. It but is. I do like, uh, I mean, we'll get into it. Nightmare Before Christmas. I actually uh, like Frank and Wendy, the new one. I like that one a lot. And I like Sweeney Todd. And I like Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow's up there. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is good. Don't, we already said it twice, so we can't say it again. <laughs> wait, wait. The whole, okay, so the whole episode... We can't say it again. No, won't say it. I felt like you wanted to say it, and you, you just can't. I can't. And if anyone says it, who's listening to it, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna bring them. One of my favorite jokes in Community. Across three episodes, different people say it, and the third time it happens, a guy dressed up as the character walks, <laughs> walks behind, like just in the background. It's so good. That's so. They were on point on that show. I wish I liked that show more so I could watch long enough to find that. Yeah, I'm shocked that you don't. You don't like it. Ooh, it feels you, way in your wheelhouse. You know. A way to not like something mm. is do you ever like hang out with a, a friend and they're yes. like hey you're gonna love okay so we always recommend stuff to each other yes. and we recommend stuff to other people and it's like you gotta read it but that's as far as we can go with you know getting people interested if they don't want to watch it they don't want to or exactly. read or whatever but there are the friends you have 
who are like, oh, you guys want to come over? And like, they're like, we're going to have a movie night. And he's like, oh, well, I already have that favorite movie he mentioned weeks ago already <laughs> plugged in. We can just watch it. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I had a friend who did that, who does that with community. So like, okay. whenever we come over, he'll show. He's like, oh, favorite episode. Here's the water balloon episode or the what the, the paintball. Paintball. There you Paintball's go. Paintball's great. There you go. Hey, so we watch that, in, a, but it's in a vacuum. So I don't know any of the character things. So I'm like, this, yeah, there's funny moments. Yeah. It's not making me want to watch it. And then he'll show me the, his other favorite episodes. So I'm like, well, if I'm not really digging these and you're saying these are the best mm-hmm. that doesn't do it that you know that, that doesn't make me want to watch it yeah that's fair it's like um i showed my brother my favorite episode of uh parks and rec i was sick so yeah. i watched the flu episode of parks and rec which yeah. is one of the best episodes mm-hmm. and he didn't get it because it's in the middle of a big conflict between a lot of other characters so he yeah. couldn't connect and i'm like that's my bad yeah i blew it all right i blew it on this end so you're not yeah, like i don't it. know though i feel like because i kind of i watched the first episode of community and i wasn't feeling it and then i i, don't, I had a chill day and i tuned back in and it was the paintball episode and i was in i was like boom I, this is i'm on point and from then on i was hooked well you know what after nine before christmas i was fully sold on tim burton that mm-hmm. movie was a very important thing and for he my never let you down never since. boy not mm-hmm. with dumbo i'll tell you that much <laughs> our review for dumbo by the way you can go and watch on our youtube channel we'll do light review maybe we'll get into more like spoilers near the end yeah. uh, of the episode but here's a little bit business up top because every podcast needs to do it you guys know the drill you, you go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers because that's the only way to keep this going also if well, you listen for, to this, honest honestly though mm-hmm. that's, it, that's it on uh but on monday you're gonna well no mondays right. when you're listening to this come back tuesday Come yeah. back around Tuesday. Hey, yeah. you come back today. Deal's not starting yet. Deal starts tomorrow. So come back around after school. Yeah. Finish your homework. Come on over to Patreon. Check it out. We got some cool stuff happening. Also, really cool announcement. I think the best way to say how you can stay in touch is youtube.com slash only stupid answers. Yeah. There will be something posted on Tuesday that will open your eyes to what we've been doing. Yeah. I just almost broke my phone. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. And also, there, there's a very, 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 very big announcement on Tuesday. Yes. It's going to be fun for you to edit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about editing that, and I'm excited about Tuesday because it's it's big, cool stuff that we're excited for you all. It should be stuff that uh, you find really exciting. We're finding it really exciting, and we're really looking forward to just having it out there finally. Because mm-hmm, we've been working hard, damn it, and we've been trying to figure out how to tell you guys it's been hard. It's, it has been hard. So we've got to wait for Tuesday, and Tuesday's when you're going to get it. So... Uh, before we dive into Tim Burton and all his movies, we like to catch up with each other, talk about what we're into, Sam. Yes. What are you into this week? Last week, we did a little snippet in the podcast, if you listened. Mm-hmm. You, heard a, you heard a familiar voice of Sam Humphreys. Yes. Writer of DC, Marvel, yeah. host of DC Daily. Mm-hmm. Overall good guy. Yes, good, good dude. Hell of a first good, name. A good Sam, if there ever was one. Exactly. Best of them all, if we had to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, That's coming from a Sam right That's there. coming from a Sam. Yeah. i got to be honest. You know, you got to be true to yourself he is comic came out from dc is brand new dial h for hero uh and it's a blast here's your quick pitch elevator pitch what if uh you could turn into any uh any superhero you wanted for one hour Mm -hmm. and you were a kid and a kid gets to turn to any kind of superhero Mm -hmm. but when you're reading the story what if this was a movie but every time that happened the style of the movie changed to fit the style of the superhero and it could be anything yeah any power maybe no powers maybe it's just a different hero yeah yeah it's awesome. It's so cool. The first hero we get to meet in the first issue is Monster Truck, who's maybe my new favorite character. <laughs> oh, and he's new, by the way. Yeah, one hundred percent new. When we, when we were talking to Sam, he was like, "Yeah, I wanted to." If these are characters that he said that like the old uh, Dial H, 
they, they always felt like soft pitches for real heroes. He's like, if this character is only going to show up for like maybe one issue, we should make them as crazy as possible. Like do stuff you would never do as a comic. And then reading the comic, they introduce Monster Truck. And it's like, well, but wait, I actually do want this comic. I want like I, I do want Monster Truck. It's I Optimus want Prime mixed with any Rob Liefeld character like Cable. Kind yeah. of felt like that a little bit. 100%. Yeah. And he's, he's, not, he's not there for long. Yeah. It's just his... I think it's Rob Liefeld's book as Youngbloods where it's like, hey... It's Cable. X-Force. X-Force. Yes, it is. It's still X-Force, basically. Um, yeah, it's... Um, oh, wait. Maggie in the comments, speaking of Tim Burton, we'll get back to this in a second, but she said, Sweeney Todd movie is very frowned upon with theater people. Maggie, tell us more about that in a second. But back yeah. to Dial H, there's a lot of good... Uh, that was an amazing comic this week. I know Wonder Twins is getting another issue very soon. And, uh, the I'm thousand- on board. We didn't talk about it, but I'm, I, I know when we talked about it on our show, which, again, you can... Uh, hear our comic book show at patreon.com slash only stupid answers i was like i liked it i don't know if i want to keep up with it and then uh i was like a second issue i'm like oh no i'm in yeah way in it's so good yeah. i did a little review of it you can check that out but yes if you want to you can also hear our thoughts on a thousandth issue of batman for his 80th birthday over on let's talk comics as low as five bucks a month you can get audio podcasts once a week of all the newest comics and we talk about it on the discord as well which you can join five dollars oh and i also wanted to say that i saw the first episode of happy and i'm i'm very happy that this show's back <laughs> happy let's do that and then i'll segue into my thing again. there you go give me a give me another There you go. Oh, and before DJ gets a second, I want to I want to suck up more time by saying I saw the first episode of Happy season two. It's back on Sci-Fi. Ooh, doggy! Exciting. That's, ooh, it's okay. So I think the first episode of the first season of Happy, yeah, is better, but <laughs> it's still Happy. Yeah. So good. I'm, I'm happy. That's good. I'm so excited. Man, it's weird. Uh, that's what excites me about it and and i was a little we talked a little bit about off camera we talked about how like i was a little worried about this season just because they're off the reservation now they're off the comic they're you know what i mean it's like and the story is kind of done you know what i mean and so like what do you do now so i'm happy visit all the holidays Mm -hmm. there is i'll i'll say this so they're leaning hard into easter yeah which is great yeah and um uh, Sunny Shine, the, the kid show host, he's yeah. real creepy. <laughs> he, he sure is. He basically he pitches rebranding Easter to a person, mm-hmm. the most important person when it comes to Easter. Pope, you'll see. Okay, <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. It is bananas. It is I'm excited. Truly, it's truly bananas. And if you guys like hyper violence, where it's but it's done in for com- comedy's sake. Yeah, where it's like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> it's oh no, that's an oh no moment. It's like it's barely violence. It's like getting slimed on Nickelodeon because <laughs> it's like that's gross. Yeah, but it's funny. You know, yeah. Like, they they there's some really especially in season one. There's some really dark humor. Oh, there's one scene where I you starting to see where censorship laws like work mm-hmm. around this show because it's like I didn't see the direct violent thing that mm-hmm. happened but i see the aftermath and i think i'm more traumatized by the <laughs> by, aftermath then i guess the law is you can't show it yeah but then when you look at it after you're like <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> sorry if that scared your dog yeah. <laughs> but that's it for me what would you what do you so, do? so for me there was a there was a movie i've been very excited about checking out oh, i got yeah. to check out but before we go into that 
let's say hi to our pals at Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Only Stupid Answers a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at answers.robinhood.com. One more time so it gets stuck in your noggin. Answers.robinhood.com. Now back to the show. So the movie I got to check out, uh, we are big fans of S. Craig Zoller. If you're not familiar with his work, he I don't did, even know the name. He did Bone Tomahawk. Oh. <laughs> um, and he did Brawl and Cell Block 99, which is so a film good. we got to see at uh, Fantastic Fest, which we love to go to in Austin, Texas. Um, this movie was not. It's called Dragged Across Concrete. Um, pleasant name. Pleasant name. Uh, and it continues his kind of trend of like throwback. B movie grindhousey type films, um, and I it was funny because the he, I have three movies in now I see how he has like a formula. It's like the you take as long as you can to get to the fireworks factory, and then everything happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once you've gone through the however long your movie is to get to the end, and then and then you get the little treat at the end. Um, and this is the same. Thing. It's like this. The the closing set piece would probably be like in a normal action movie would probably be like the middle set piece, and you take the whole movie to get there. Um, this one, uh, it felt like somebody told told him like, "Hey man, I love your movies, but you know they're they're a little slow." And he took that as like a dare, like, "Oh, you, you want slow? Knuckles crack." Um, <laughs> and so I will say this is I felt the the slowest buildup of his movies. Uh, I mean, for those that don't know, the the film follows a few different uh, directions, but the the a bulk of the movie follows two rogue cops played by Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn um, as they are trying to uh, they they are suspended and so they're trying to make some extra money to to make ends meet, uh, but also follows uh, Tori Kittles. Um, who plays a uh, a gangster along with Michael J. White, or, or a gentleman that just got out of prison, and so he's kind of getting the back in the life of crime to help his family, and you know they're going to intersect. And uh, Jennifer Carpenter's in there. There's a bunch of people in there. Jennifer Carpenter's in there. Don Johnson's in there again from, you know, back from Brawl and Cell Block 99. He was in there as well. Um, and the there, it, there's some challenging stuff in there, especially if you have more liberal sensibilities. Uh, what you mean he, a movie starring Mel Gibson and yeah. Vince Vaughn and Don Johnson? Johnson yeah, it, well, it, it kind of winks. At, there's some people we talked to a gentleman at one point that like labeled uh, uh, S. Craig's all stuff as like alt right, which felt a little unwarranted. Um, this winks at that, but doesn't doesn't go that direction. I think the I was nervous up until the end, and the way the movie ends made me feel more confident that he knew the type of movie he was making and what he wanted to say. And I will, this might turn some people off. What the movie's basically trying to say is it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what group of people you belong to. Everybody's an asshole. We're all kind of assholes and there are assholes in every group. And we're all just trying to figure out how to, 
live life and fuck each other over. That's basically all it is. Oh, honestly, really positive tale. <laughs> no, there, there are no, there are no good characters. I think Tori Kittles plays the most positive person, but he's still a person that just got out of prison and is doing life of crime stuff. Everybody's kind of messed up. And, but as you, as you meet these archetypes and everything, you, you, they fill out their, their personal lives give them inner lives make them make you feel it, it made me feel invested at least some of the dialogue is a little bit clunkier and on the nose like there's a character that like i'm as liberal as they come but but you know what i mean that type of thing um but like once once but the movie, racial slur. yeah exactly <laughs> but once the movie clicks in mm-hmm. uh and it gets to it gets to like what it's been building to hell yeah all about the movie it's like two hours and 40 minutes no man it could have been two hours long. it could have been two hours it could have been two hours and still felt like a long movie avengers just earned it and that's after 22 movies you didn't like that movie. Infinity, I, Infinity War could have been shorter. Anyway, it, it, hey, no, Endgame earned it for me. Yeah, and it barely did. You're right under the wire, dude. You real, you gotta, you gotta tone it back. Listen, after. there are movies that, like you said, are in that length. I think Dark Knight's one of them. I think the Lord of the Rings movies, for the most part, it makes Blade sense. Blade Runner, um, Blade Runner. Uh, the Lord of the, by the way, the Lord of the Rings movies are good at three hours. The extended editions too much. Throw them right in the There's trash. a reason they cut that stuff out. <laughs> it, just, it just makes them longer. It, it's like um, a lecture. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I know there's a lot of people who love those movies and they are very well made. There you go. You enjoy yeah. them. I don't. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting if you do you have interest in seeing this movie? Enough. Yeah. I like to brawl on Subwalk 99. Uh, I someone did, I forgot who after the show remind me who we were talking to about those movies. Um, yeah. cuz I do remember that conversation. I wouldn't label it those I mean, not I can't say anything about this movie, but yeah. um uh they are definitely more right leaning, I'd say in in terms of just basic outlook of how people behave yeah. um or the way that the heroes are portrayed yeah that being said it's not that much though because it's still a movie and like who makes movies are usually people like more left-leaning and yeah. stuff or people who label themselves centrists or whatever any also it's uh i think if you guys want some gritty man movies feels like they're pumped with testosterone but not the way that fast and furious yeah. is where that's monster energy drink like this mm-hmm. is like it's like modern day cowboys. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think I, I I can't recommend Bone Tomahawk enough. That movie's amazing. If you enjoy, I I say go down the line. If you see Bone Tomahawk and you're like, oh, I'm feeling this, definitely check out Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine. If you're still into it, then do Dragged Across Concrete. Yeah. So let don't us know. jump into Dragged Drag Across Concrete because that might be you got to earn be, it. Yeah, it might be too much for you. Or more like the director has to earn your your trust to get to that last yeah. movie. Um, but with that, we also saw a movie this week. Big shout out. Thank you to the people at fine folks at disney who invited us yeah. to the el capitan if you guys are not familiar that is disney's theater in downtown or it's in hollywood and it's on the like the main strip next to jimmy kimmel and the yeah. chinese theater and the walk of fame and everything and we were able to watch uh dumbo in a re- in the most one of the most amazing theaters that is in los angeles and it was quite a treat and um we have our review out there overall we were not um, super impressed by this movie. It's not for us. Not for us. And yeah. I think kids would like it. Uh, parents, sorry. Uh, there's <laughs> not. I don't think there's much there for you. Uh, I know Maggie Whitmer, one of our Patreon supporters and yeah. who's watching live with us, uh, she messaged me after the movie because I posted that we were there yeah. uh, on my Instagram and she was like, how good was it? And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I could say. Yeah. Um, and she was like, you know, I'm still probably going to watch it. And I, I get it. If you're a Disney fan and if you've enjoyed the live action movies, I would like to know what your thought on that is. But I, I really wanted to kind of dive into uh, Tim Burton specifically. Because when I heard Tim Burton was making this movie, it's like, oh, they're going to they're gonna lean hard into the Tim Burtonisms, the, yeah. the gothic, dark 
the world that he likes to bring to life his weird little dollhouse, mm-hmm. um, which is not bad. But you're like, oh, I don't know if Dumbo's the place for that. It's already yeah. a pretty dark story. Like, do you want to do you want to lean into that? Yeah. Like, I, well, we'll see. Um, but overall, the movie was just kind of okay. Um, uh, great to see all those famous people in one movie. And I mean, there's sure a lot. It's Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Eva Green, Alan Arkin. Uh, just so many people are in it. Um, the few of them, like Danny DeVito and uh, Michael Keaton, I think this is their fourth movie mm-hmm. with uh, Tim Burton, Ava Green. This is her third. Um, so they've been, uh, there's some vets in there. And to me, it felt very not, it just felt like a, there wasn't a lot in there that was like, oh, Tim Burton. No. I mean, there were, I, I will say it's in the trailer as well, uh, Dreamland, uh, one of the theme parks that they go to, or, or it's more of like an installed circus. Yeah. I guess it is a theme park, but there, that's but how they viewed it. before theme parks existed, yeah. Uh, and then you see clowns walking around, and they have some, like, spirals on them that look like Tim Burton literally just drew them onto the costume, <laughs> and you're like, then there he is. There he is. Oh, and the, <laughs> that's the boy. And the design of Dreamland, that, like, Art Deco situation that they got going on. Um, and, yeah, it, it's fine. It's it's a fine movie. It is, we talked about it in the episode. It's crazy uh, how hard the movie appears to rip on Walt Disney himself, it's, it's a weird one. Dude. With Michael, Ke- with Michael Keaton, I was reading a review that pointed out like, what's more Disney than Disney controlling how you rip on Disney? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they're like, oh, you can make jokes, but we're the ones we're in control of that. Yeah. You know, we control how far you can go. They still make fun of Disney. Yes. They still fully rip on Disney, and it is this is how it strays from the animated property because it's yeah. not. That, I guess that's the way that Tim Burton decided to interpret this because it's like, no, if there's an animal in it, but it's not allowed to talk, unlike every other live action adaptation of their cartoons where they have had talking animals with like Jungle Oh, Jungle Book, Book yeah. And Beauty and the Beast had talking furniture. Yeah, and, it did have talking furniture. And Lion King's coming out soon. So, yeah. And Aladdin has what if the, Iago. What if they don't talk? No, there's a whole voice cast. <laughs> there's a whole voice cast for Lion King. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. I don't know why Dumbo didn't talk in this. Um, it just made the movie a lot. It made, actually, I felt like it, it hindered the movie a lot more. Interesting. I, I think I would have tuned out quicker if the elephants started talking. Well, I, in the animated movie, Dumbo's surrounded by other elephants that yeah. he interacts with. And there is like shenanigans that the elephants get into. Shenanigans ensue. I did like how, you know, to supplement that. You know, because people need to. It's supposed to be for Outcast. Tim Burton loves his Outcast. Why people why he wanted to do a Dumbo movie, but instead the other elephants uh, kind of making fun of Dumbo. This cute ass, ready to be marketed for toys, like adorable eyes are too big for its head, with the, and then the massive ears. Dumbo plops out, and everybody's like, "Oh, what a freak!" That's <laughs> so. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, mm. what? <laughs> That's clearly the cutest elephant that has ever existed. Um, we do have a lot of questions in the Discord that I want to dive into yeah. uh, in a little bit. But first, I want to dive into Tim Burton because yeah. uh, he's the one who brought this to life, like we've mentioned. Timothy and, Burton. And he's done a lot of work with Disney. A yeah. lot of work. He and got Touchstone his, as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he got, a, got his start as, at Disney as like an animation assistant. He was. Yeah. And he worked on Black Cauldron and Tron. Wow. And actually, I have the. Don't worry, gang. I got the Wikipedia locked and loaded. This is not in my noggin. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. You could have fooled them. They would never know. Oh no, I can't. No. You guys will call. You guys will catch me quick. Oh wow. He shockingly, he's worked on a lot of stuff. Oh, and Fox and the Hound. And none of that. None of his work was used for that. But he was doing short films while he was there, and he's yeah. worked on other projects as well. And I want to say he was pretty miserable working at Disney. He didn't 
I, no, as far as I can read, and also there's more to it, yeah. he directed other things there, like um, here's the fun Easter egg that you guys get to hold on to for any chit-chat you get into around the water cooler. Yeah. He directed a Hansel and Gretel, and like show ran this Hansel and Gretel short that was set in Japan, and it was like a kung fu movie that was a special that was aired on the Disney Channel in the 80s at like 10.30 at night on Halloween, and then immediately Disney shelved it. They never Crazy. wanted, they want, didn't want to admit that it happened because it was so weird, and people were like, what are we looking at here? <laughs> like, this is so confusing. And now it's actually been at the LACMA, and it's been at the MoMA, and it's been at, uh, it's on, it's, I think it's on display right now in Seoul that may have just ended, yeah. but at one of the museums of art in Seoul, uh, South Korea, which is interesting. But yeah, he, was, he wasn't shining that much. He did get his start, though. Fun fact, he's a SoCal boy like your old pal Sam. He was born in Burbank. He was raised there. And that's where, like, most of the animation houses, actually all of them are for uh, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, and Disney. Yeah. Which, uh, that's another reason why Burbank's one of the best cities. That's one of the best suburbs of uh, Los Angeles. It's got everything you want there. That's where the Krispy Kreme is. Yeah. Um, It is on a giant liquefaction zone, though, for those who have been been listening to the big one. You (laughs) nerd. It's just you. You're the only listener. I'm the only one that listens. (laughs) that podcast um no uh, he did go on to go to art school at cal arts california institute for the arts which another shout out that's my hometown Mm -hmm. i actually uh it's a it's an amazing school if you want to go look there but if you want to become an art student sorry that it costs more than anything you'll ever spend money on Um, congratulations congratulations fun little fact just because growing up there they always talk about that tim burton when he was a student there he took his door off of his dorm room and he went straight to uh, the wood shop, and he redesigned his entire door to look like a Tim Burton door. And if you stay in the dorms at that school, everyone's like, "Come and get the Tim Burton room." Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it, you walk in, and it's the most normal dorm looking dorm room ever. Yeah. And it's but you get the cool door, you get yeah. the one that you know Tim Burton. He lived in this room back in, the, back in the seventies, which is so weird. That's when that's when my parents moved out there. That he's a little, just a little bit younger than my parents, which is so weird. Yeah. So cool, though. Um, Tim Burton could be your dad. He could be my dad, Timmy. I could be Timmy Jr., maybe. But yeah, he was working on that, and he went on to work on Pee Wee Herman. That was his directorial debut. And Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse was a show, but that was based on a Groundling sketch that... Um, what's his name? What is Pee Wee's oh, human name? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? I, I totally blanked. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. He was a groundlingsman. Yeah. Groundlings, if you guys don't know, is a improv school out here before UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, made their <laughs> way to the West Coast. Uh, Groundlings was the main hub for everyone from SNL. Yeah. Maya Rudolph got to discover there. Kristen uh, Wiig, Will Forte, Will Ferrell. So wait, for Pee Wee, I, I, I always mix this up. Did the movie come first and then the show? Let's read this really quick. Uh, popular... Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman gained mainstream popularity with his success stage show at the Groundlings and the Roxy, which later turned into an HBO special. Yes, I believe it was an HBO special. Then it was the movie. Then it was the TV show. Nice. Yeah, that's how you do. And in that, you also got the sequel, and that's where the, he grew hot dogs on trees. And when old people ate them, they turned into children. Classic. <sighs> Not a fan of the sequel. Oh, it's great. It might be better than the first. It's not better than the first. The first one does give you nightmares, and it is a wonderful, just like dark childhood nightmare of a yeah. movie, and Large Marge still scares kids to this day. Mm-hmm. He's so unbelievably frightening. But yeah, he went from Pee Wee's Playhouse to his first big movie working with Michael Keaton to do Beetlejuice, yes. which is uh, an all-time favorite movie for most people. Yeah, yeah. They, most people, like when you think Tim Burton and his best of the best, I cannot believe it is not on his top IMDb page. Corpse Bride's up there as a producer role. Are you kidding Are me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Beetlejuice is up there as one as one of his first ones. 
It is such a, del- a absolutely delightful movie. Do you remember the first time you watched Beetlejuice? I was a, a more grown up person when I saw it. I remember Ooh. watching the Beetlejuice cartoon, which is weird to think about that existing. It did. Yeah, I watched the Beetlejuice cartoon as a kid, but I think I was in college when I first saw Beetlejuice. Did you see? Um, did you ever go to Universal Studios Florida when they had Beetlejuice and the Ghostbusters show? No. That does sound really cool. It though. does sound they, super cool. They try to catch Beetlejuice because he's like That's a amazing. demon. Yeah, Why, that would that would happen today if if those franchises came out now. That would have one hundred percent been a thing that people talked about. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I would have loved that. Soft pitch. Yeah. All right. Blumhouse. Uh, Blum, Blumhouse. The ones that do the the studio that brought you the Conjuring. No, no that's, that's Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, well, Blumhouse. Let's stick with Does Blumhouse. everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's stick with the Blumhouse horror uh, Beetlejuice reboot. Tim Burton's got to be there. James Wan directing Beetlejuice. <laughs> Hard R. <laughs> Could you imagine how intricate James Wan's, like, you know, like the backstage area where mm-hmm. Beetlejuice goes, where, like, the super the ghosts go and, like, yeah. the waiting area? Imagine how just deep that is. You see all of James Wan's, like, creations. Like, you see, the like, the nun, and you yeah. see, like, um, Annabelle, and you see all, like, the conjuring demons and everything like that. It's It would be intense, and it would spawn 19 spinoff movies after that. Yeah, 100%. Who would be... Your who would be the new Michael Keaton for that role? Michael Keaton, he would be. I think you might bring, have to. He's bring my, he's well, no, but here's the thing. So, so in this situation, you're going for an actual scary Beetlejuice. I think you know. You think you need the creepiness where it's like um, it, you you tone down the creepiness of like a Pennywise, mm-hmm. and then that's that's your Beetlejuice. You yeah. add a little bit more, add a dash of fun, yeah, and then sugar spice everything nice. No, but I'm thinking, them. I'm thinking James. It's what I'm trying to get at here is this James Wan Blumhouse whatever. It's you a real scary Beetlejuice, like mm-hmm. the one nobody wants. You know what I mean? Like, but like oh hard edgy. If this was made like five years ago, like ah oh, dark reboot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Andy Serkis. Wow. And I just say that because I think he would, he would have been a better Pennywise, too. I d- don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. I did like Pennywise, but yeah. I, I think if you put Andy Serkis, if you said for Magneto, I'd be like, yeah, actually, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, like he's, Professor X? Oh, yeah, that'd be good, too. He's really talented, and I just I feel like he's he's got that. He's the closest thing you can have to that that kind of like iconic type of like Tim Curry, man. Oh, fuck. Fun fact. We don't, we don't have a Tim Curry anymore. Tim Curry was... We, 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 I mean, we have Tim recent, Curry, yeah. but we don't have like another... like Because my brain goes like Vincent Price, and then you got Tim Curry, mm-hmm. and now who... I, I can't think of who the next one is. Fun fact about Vincent Price, besides that his, one of his last role, His last on-screen role was Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, he also did a short that I saw at LACMA with... With, with Tim uh, Burton, Burton, right? Tim Burton, Because yeah. Tim Burton wrote a story about a young boy whose his childhood hero was Vincent Price, and Vincent Price voiced it when he—that's when he was working at Disney. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And I think uh, Pee Wee or Pee Wee, his name is Paul, <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Pee Wee, Mr. Pee Wee. Uh, let's see who saw who first. Checking, checking, checking. Didn't find it. Oh, he saw Vincent. He did see the Vincent short, and that's yeah. why he wanted to work with Tim Burton to make um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure nice. for, as a film. And I've never seen that movie. I did see Frank and Weenie, the live action black and white short that he did. Yeah. My parents always had it on VHS, and I always remember seeing it and being like, what is this? It yeah. looks Because it's not shot great. It's <laughs> not. It's very It's very much on a budget. It's probably shot with a VHS camera. Yeah. Um, it's shot well. Like, there's yeah. good, like, there's like a, they clearly had a dolly or something on wheels. <laughs> some other gadget. Some, some sort of doodad. Uh, Beetlejuice, I will say, scared the ever-loving crap out of me as a child, but I did, I, my siblings liked it, so I would watch it more. And eventually it started calming down. I know it's wonderful. I know it's beautiful, and it's, there's so much just, it's, it's so unique on its own, which is 
it just deserves all the praise. I really like the um, the the re- remake, whatever the Frankenweenie movie, stop motion movie. I need to watch yeah, it. I I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. It had a, it actually had some pretty solid reviews. But after Beetlejuice, it went on to Batman, and it was a cool. Uh, revitalization for superheroes and comic books and one of the uh, there's a quote that I saw on his Wikipedia that was interesting that because of his dyslexia he didn't he wasn't able to read uh, comic books as a kid because he didn't he couldn't follow who was saying what when it was boxes and I was like that's fair but he's like uh, he's like how do you not get excited when you see the Joker and Batman standing next to each other it's like that's iconic and I wanted to do that but speaking of Tim Curry he was second in line behind Jack Nicholson to play Joker? Mm-hmm. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been, been pretty cool. Before we keep diving into Tim Burton and Dumbo and getting into your questions, uh, I want to talk about Wix.com. Ooh. Same way we have a website, OnlyStupidAnswers.com, that we built using Wix. That's very nice of you to say. You built. You did it wonderfully, <laughs> and it's a beautiful website. And it looks... Uh, hot thing professional if i may say excuse my swearing here (laughs) thank you so much if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out please do but before you do that you might want to go over to wix.com slash podcast because we highly recommend wix here it's super easy over 140 million people use wix for their website one of them is us us. one of them is us Uh, you can start and publish for free you can choose from over 500 stunning templates or start from scratch if i'm being honest it's a pretty easy system to use so once once you kind of get used to the templates you can go and start doing it from scratch it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. you can change customize and add anything you want i personally like adding the video backgrounds because i feel like it's just you know it's just like oh flashy hey autoplay yes please (laughs) yes please and thank you you get hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online and all sites include built-in SEO tools. That's how you get popular kids. Everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop or mobile. They have a really easy way that you can look and see how it looks on both platforms, which is super helpful. And you can get the tools you need to create the website you want, like unlimited storage, a custom domain, email addresses for your business, and more. But to be able to use all that Wix has to offer, you should go to wix.com slash podcast. Oh, yes. You can even get 10% off right now. I mean, right this second i mean stop what you're doing and go to wix.com slash podcast you're in the middle of surgery press pause on that yeah go ahead close it up Mm -hmm. and go over your computer this is not me being mean i just want you to get this deal now and not miss out this is a place of love can you hear me knocking on the table? Because that's how much I care get started today by going to wix.com that's w-i-x.com slash podcast to get 10 percent off right now now and then you can send me an email from uh something at your name dot gov don't use a gov you can't use a gov dot tv there that you go. makes more sense you're welcome thanks Wix. back to the show so batman was a movie it was a movie yeah well, it, was, it didn't i don't know if it did anything for cinema or whatever i mean it was no, the kidding. most amount of money spent on any film at the time it oh had wow the biggest advertising and marketing plan and it was the most it was one of the biggest hits period of the time yeah. and it was and, and rightfully so it's a it's the scale of that film is insane yeah. for what it is uh and it was funny hearing people how he pitched michael keaton to be his batman because they yeah. worked together for beetlejuice and in, but michael keaton had mainly been seen as a comedy actor so yeah. he had never done anything action oriented whatsoever they but the way tim burton saw it was that batman's supposed to be a normal person like yeah. he works out and everything and, but he should look like a normal person. Yeah. And I like that idea. He's like, he could be like the suave, like whatever, whatever. You're, you're socialite. Yeah. But you sh- he should be a normal person because he's not a cop. He's not a, mil- he's not a military person. He's someone who dresses up and he has money to be successful. Yeah. 
I really like the design of the Tim Burton's Batman costume. Real quick, I did just realize who modern the Beetlejuice could be. That it would be really interesting is Chris Pratt. You talk about a more comedic actor. And you don't believe that. You no, I, honestly, really? Like, if you let him be gross, mm-hmm. I think you, if, you, if you took the ant- manic Andy energy mm-hmm. and made it go dark. I thought you were actually, I thought you were taking a swing at Chris Pratt. Like, no, I, I legitimately think he, that, that would actually play to his sensibility really well. I don't think he would play it, though. I don't think he would, but I think, it'd be, I think that'd be a very interesting, uh, I, have, I have trouble buying Chris Pratt and then like the, specifically Jurassic World badass, like, crazy indiana jones level whatever mm-hmm. uh danger vest what it wrecks danger vest so good but like if you went the other direction from andy i actually think that would be re- he could do something really interesting with that don't disagree i yeah. think i think it would be i'd see a screen test yeah i'd watch a trailer if you made andy legitimately dangerous because mm-hmm. he is if you put it on paper he's a da- he's a dangerous person to be around <laughs> yeah he's a hazard yeah, yeah. uh it w- anyway sorry it, hey, hey not a bad pitch you guys let us know in the discord who you guys uh would think would be a good modern day beetlejuice yeah but the first batman movie i remember just blew my mind as a kid and uh from- it scared me as a kid i think i actually saw it in theaters but i was so young that i don't remember but you know what memory did stick with me hmm. when joker fries the guy with the hand buzzer and there's just a the skeleton oh yeah traumatizing the only thing more traumatizing that to that than for me as a child, penguin bite. He doesn't even bite the guy's nose off. He doesn't. The way I remember as a kid, everyone he does. Bites the nose straight off that guy's face. Mm-hmm. He just all he because I watched it recently. Just a little bite. Yeah, not a little bite. He's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's bad. He may have broken his nose, but yeah. in my head, he bit that dude's nose off. Yeah, like, but now he's gonna run for mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that like really messed me up as a kid and like we my uh growing up my family was like oh yeah we prefer the like blue batman over the black batman referencing the costume like the the adam west blue costume batman over like tim burton's black costume as an adult going back it's like especially you think about unintimidating michael keaton that costume does a lot of the heavy lifting of making batman look crazy intimidating oh yeah can't turn his head though thank god people learned to do like the black makeup around his eyes after (laughs) i feel like he may have had a little bit on but they learned later that like that really helps with intimidation yeah all the lips being pursed out of those (laughs) that mouth hole that cowl hole but after that he went on to edward scissorhands which we both i think we're both in agreement that that's our favorite um tim burton yes flick uh, short joint, if you will. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you will, Edward Scissorhands is great. It does well because it, the neighborhoods with Burbank, like the, referencing his childhood in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. it's Santa Clarita. What? It is Santa Clarita. Is it where they shot I, it? I have to. Well, the, uh, they shot it in Florida. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, I, I gotta represent my hometown. Mm-hmm. I got to. It, it. You could say Burbank, but in most of the interviews I read, it's Santa Clarita because. The castle is supposed to be Cal Arts, and okay. so that and it is on the hill. It's on the highest point in our city, and so and that's exactly how the town looks. Like, yeah, it's it's basically all primary colors and whatever. It's yeah. changed since the nineties, mm-hmm. but when he went to school there, it would have looked exactly the same. Nice. Also, would have been really new. It would have been a very new city. So it's also a great throwback to his his uh, the monster movies he loved growing up and and all that stuff. And it's crazy to think about like where things because after that it's Batman Returns, which a lot of people are prefer over the first Batman, but because it traumatized me, I haven't read visit a batman returns for a minute i would say i like the the batman batman over batman returns personally yeah. as a personal preference because um, like the movie the movie yeah because watching it i'm like oh aesthetically this is great mm-hmm. it makes um no sense whatsoever returns but, yeah returns okay. makes no sense it's also way more um sensual mm-hmm. i'll say Michelle Pfeiffer in a gro- but in a kind of gross way <laughs> in, in a lot of stuff doesn't make a lot of sense there's a lot of stuff 
that I, I can't quite follow. Speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer uh, as Catwoman and thinking about Dumbo, Ava Green would make a great Catwoman. She Just would. throwing that out there. Um, and by the way, they were going to possibly make a Tim Burton-directed Catwoman movie after Returns. Yeah, and that eventually became the Halle Berry oh, yeah. movie. Because no one could really get schedules lined up, and Ugh. when they could, they couldn't get the other person. Da, 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 da. And then, like, Tim Burton went away, but Michelle Pfeiffer was there, so they were trying to find someone for her, and then she left, but then Halle Berry, then Tim Burton had interest again, and like, da, da, da. and it just, like, kept switching hands, and all of a sudden, they got that movie. Yeah, which we watched for one of our, again, we, we do movie watch-alongs for Patreon. Isn't it weird that Anne Hathaway's a Catwoman? Yeah, but she's really good in that she role, is. I think. I just never remember that Catwoman's in that movie. Yeah. I don't remember. Because there's a lot that happens in that movie. There's a lot going and on. Catwoman's in it. Which, because at first you're like, oh, she's being a maid. And then all yeah. of a sudden she, when she gets into like her whole role thing, I'm like, yeah, yeah I buy this. this One of my favorite scenes in that movie is when she's in the bar and the cops show up. And then she plays like, oh, I'm just a scared bystander. And then she flips back into Catwoman mode. It's good. She does a really good job in that. And Agreed. I, I support The Dark Knight uh, Rises. I actually really enjoy that movie. It's not as good as The Dark Knight, but... I don't personally. I don't think there's a superhero movie that is, <laughs> so I don't think that's a fair comparison. Uh, uh, I would say Nightmare Before Christmas, though. Following uh, Edward Scissorhands is my favorite movie. That was him. another movie that I was older when I watched because my my household was not a supporter of it. Uh, that kid pulls out in the trailer. He pulls out a shrunken head from a present box. Yeah, it's not. They're dead. I know. I mean, listen, I enjoy it now. I enjoy <laughs> don't worry, it now. It's just a dead head. Don't worry, it's just a dead person's head. <laughs> Man, that movie is the best. Yeah. It's so it's it has so much joy to it. It's like it's just scary enough for kids. You know, it's yeah. like it's just it's okay. It's like you can see your monsters, but you can see that they're being nice to each other and they hey, they're just doing their job. Just yeah. like your parents do. So it's okay. And like everyone has their like mythology of like how did Tim Burton come up with Halloween Town? Mm-hmm. And it's um the my favorite version of the story is he saw that uh, as he was walking around Burbank he saw that like Halloween decorations were still were up while Christmas decorations were being sold and it's Mm -hmm. like oh that's a bummer what does Halloween do for like the rest of the time like Mm -hmm. when it has to wait its turn and it's like oh and then he built the world out from there Jack Skellington like is like a icon I love that he walks around and like I think he walks around like during Halloween time in Disneyland and yeah. it makes me so happy I'm bummed he didn't direct it Henry yeah because that's the important to point out because they didn't uh, he didn't direct it even though they he wanted to very much associated with it he wanted to yeah. Yeah, Batman Returns sucked up all that time <sighs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, overall, that's hey, you still got two hey, good listen, ones. Listen, it worked out, and of course we got Ed Wood, which I'm bummed that I haven't seen. Mars Attacks, which is a weird one. Man, that scared the absolute shit out of me. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito are in that movie, and they don't interact, and I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Did you? Do you like the movie? It's fine. Have you watched it recently? Yeah. Relatively recently. That feels like that's a movie that would be way up your alley. The, the aliens look weird now. They have not aged well. They haven't, but I love yeah, them. They like, they yeah, yeah, <laughs> just they like screaming. Aged well. Jack Black's in that movie. He is. Jack Nicholson plays multiple characters in that movie. He that, does. He plays the president and that tycoon or whatever. Yeah. That cowboy guy. The at Flying Saucer moving the Washington Monument back and forth to try to like <laughs> squish those kids or whatever. It scared the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah. Michael J. Fox is in that movie. He's an intern at the White House. He gets That's his. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I don't need to spoil the whole movie for yeah. you. But I love the effects of when they shoot people. But around Act Two, he's so in yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep's in that. Oh no, sorry, not Meryl Streep. Glenn Close is in there. The it movie. Is. She's the Matt. She's uh, Mrs. President. <laughs> <laughs> Classic uh, Mrs. Mrs. President. We got Sleepy Hollow, which we both enjoy. Yeah, That's not one of Tim Burton's widely beloved films. No, but I enjoy it. Uh, and I, I did want to get to uh, Sweeney Todd in a second. We didn't get any love for that. I did want to read Caitlin Conway said unpopular opinion. Corpse Bride is trash. Guess what? I think that's a popular opinion. Yeah, because it is pre. It's pre. Oh man, I was just. Lazy. We were kind of talking about our favorites, but if we're going to least favorites, Charlie. I just saw Charlie in the cha- Chocolate Factory on this list. Ooh, do not like that movie. As a kid, I liked it. And then I tried to rewatch it for a second. 
Um, I, I like the original Willy Wonka. Yeah, Shark you Factory can't beat Willy Wonka. Are you I, kidding me? Why are you even trying? I like. I didn't like Johnny Depp in that movie, but I like the imagination behind how big the factory felt as sure. a kid. It's 2005, so I'm in elementary school. So I'm like, I was not. There you go. I was not, and I did not like it. And I love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That I, movie's amazing. Um, I did want to mention really quick. We kind of skimmed past it really quick, but Henry Selick and. Tim Burton came back together to co-produce James and the Giant Peach, which I really enjoy that movie, but the rhino in that scared the crap out of I haven't crap. seen it. You've never seen it? No. Dude, it's so incredible. It's the it the stop like the stop motion animation in Nightmare Before Christmas is beautiful. Yeah. But James and the Giant Peach is like, okay, but go a little bit bigger. Isn't that how we got Laika from James and the Giant Peach? Is then they make the studio that did Coraline. Yes. And then we've got the Leica movies, which are great. I believe so. That, so- that sounds like that tracks let's in just, something I've heard. Yeah, let's, let's just all, it. let's just say that's a fact, and mm-hmm. we'll just move forward from there. Uh, You're welcome, everybody. We also kind of uh, uh, glided past Big Fish, which I actually really like. I, so Big, Fash, Big Fish always makes me cry. Uh, Big Fish, I have to be honest, mm-hmm. I've never watched all the way through in one sitting. I've seen all of it, and I love it. Yeah. I, but I have never watched all the way through. Ewan McGregor, one of his all-time best roles. Yeah. So uh, is Brian Cox who plays is older is playing older Ewan McGregor? Yeah, hold on. I believe it's Brian Cox. It's uh, or someone who looks a lot like Brian Cox. I'm saying Brian Cox a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many great actors in Albert it. Finney. Albert Finney. Yeah. He's a, what a great actor. He's great. He yeah. said he's so he is everyone's dad. He does a really <laughs> good job of in, uh, of capturing that feeling. I, I'm a huge fan of that movie. Uh, he almost made Superman Lives. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. Oh yeah, have you seen the Death of Superman Lives? No. Uh, so it was the documentary uh, directed by John Schnepp, rest in peace. Uh, and he was actually on a show that we did back when we were at SourceFed. Super. It, was he on table? Oh, he was on table talk, but he also did uh, Super TV Showdown. Nope, that's our show. Uh, the other one. Yeah, uh, whatever that show was called. Um, and uh, I he gave us. He gave me a copy of the Blu-ray, and it's really good. It's really interesting. Actually, I know they're talking about doing a documentary on. Just the League Mortal. It's like, dude, this doc. I've always wanted to see the one on uh, Dune, the failed Dune uh, movies that that uh, they were trying to make. And Interesting. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like this, like what could have been, because at that point it's just pure imagination. And so, and and when you're when you're hearing all these people talk about making this movie. It's you can then fill in the gaps, and so of course in your brain, like this is the perfect Superman movie that we never got because it's not a finished movie. It's yeah. just a bunch. It's just literally a bunch of ideas. Like Doomsday was supposed to have a bunch of different faces of other beings that he's killed or whatever. Like it's just literally like whatever idea you had, it's there. And so as they're describing it, there's like you see like 15 designs of Brainiac, and your brain like, well, clearly they would have gone with that one because that one's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and so in your brain like you you make this movie. And like stuff like Je- uh, 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 Nicolas Cage talking about how he perceives Superman as like he'd be talking to somebody, but he'd be hearing something miles away. So we'd be kind of fidgety because he's he's having to process multiple things at once. And it's like that is a take that could be interesting. Like I I want to see it. You know what I mean? I can't picture Nicolas Cage as Clark Kent. So I can weird. picture him as Clark Kent. Him as Superman, even though we do have the like picture. test costumes. I'm like. Ah. I don't. Oh. <laughs> the big thing is, I don't. The long hair might make it a little rough, but hey, yeah, because it, it's the '90s Superman with the mullet and everything. Whoops. Uh, Danny we all have regrets M, from the '90s. Danny M in the chat says they have seen Superman Lives, and it's so crazy. That's awesome. Um, I uh, I should watch that movie so that I, I'm up to date. I didn't want to give a shout out to Planet of the Apes because as a kid I watched it and I was very confused about what in the world was happening in that movie. Also, shout out to Ape Lincoln. 
I went to uh, around the time I think it was War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I was went back. I watched the original um, Planet of the Apes uh, with Chuck Heston, and then I started watching the Tim Burton one. And I got about fifteen minutes in. I'm like, you know what? Life is short, and I stopped. <laughs> I stopped, and because uh, <laughs> I was not, it wasn't it, it wasn't happening for me. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I just kind of moved on from there. Uh, next, we wanted to give a shout out to Sweeney Todd. And I just wanted to read Maggie's comment in the chat really quick on Sweeney Todd. Theater folks just don't think it was a good. They did a good job interpreting the musical. Sweeney is supposed to be much a much older man, and Johnny Depp did not deliver on the vocals. Oh, interesting. Uh, vocally, uh, maybe song wise, that would have been. Uh, complicated but i i was fine with age wise i know that his daughter was like oh she's like almost like she's like 16 yeah but she looked like 21 and johnny depp always kind of perpetually like eh, 32 yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're like he may have been 32 at that point i have no idea how old that man is <laughs> um uh i i enjoyed for what it was it, same they had the black and white feel to it the grunge it's like yeah Sasha Baron Cohen did a great job in that movie first couple scenes who he was the rival barber oh yeah. very cool and who was the like evil guy that's when Alan he, Rickman Alan Rickman just yeah. to make sure yeah it, that was very cool um, right and oh, no, I gotta double check myself I, I, that sounds that's I, I felt like it was Alan Rickman mm-hmm. in my head but I just didn't know so go ahead and check that but also I just love the performance from a lot of people in that movie uh, Swinging Todd is not any is not a musical yeah. that hold dearly in any way so and not not to knock it it's pro- obviously was popular for a reason I just uh, never followed it so I was fine with we can also um, I was fine with the movie we can also skip right over Alice in Wonderland there, yeah we can. Uh, I I enjoyed Dark Shadows. Frank and Weenie's good. I haven't seen Big Eyes. Big Eyes got a good amount of love. Yeah, I, but it, you know what? He Tim Burton has not been a name recently that I've been excited about in theaters because he's working. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. working. It's not like there's some directors that spend a lot of effort. Like Quentin Tarantino has been big about like I'm going to make ten movies because I want every no matter what movie of mine you pick off a shelf because he's thinking about like what he was as a kid at the video store. Whatever movie of mine you pick off the shelf it's a it's a great one you know what i mean there's some directors that are that like every movie has to be like an event you know what i mean timber's just doing a job now you know what i mean he's just and that's, okay. he, and that's totally i mean we yeah that's and and they're not bad Tim was not bad it's just not for me yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of care and craft that was put into this movie i really want to watch the animated frank and weenie because that just makes me happy as a movie that he pitched so long ago that now it's like oh he gets to bring it to life in a style that he very much cares about because i was reading about when he was a kid he would make his own stop motion movies like yeah. by himself and it's like yeah Hell yeah! And if you've ever seen his his art, his actual art, it it one hundred percent is Nightmare Before Christmas, like his drawings and stuff like that. It's just very much that that style. And it's um, Frank Winnie's cool because it also touches on the other classic Universal movie monsters, like the the uh, uh, creature in the Black Lagoon, uh, Dracula. I love those movies. By the way, you just can't recommend enough um, the original Frankenstein. Uh, with Boris Karloff. Really great. I've seen him. It's like the original King Kong. It's one of those you go back and you're like, oh, damn. Like, this is is still great now. They put wires in his face. They slipped them in through his bottom eyelid. And that's how you get those big, like... Uh, yeah. You know, like the big, like the droopy eyes things on his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, that's that's basically like a coat hanger. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. That's pretty awful. But hey, that's what they did to make movies, kids. And Tim Burton's worked his ass off. So go show him respect and watch Dumbo at least once. <laughs> All right, just watch it one time. Um, but uh, overall, uh, it, it with what he did with Dumbo, bringing it to life, I think he did the best he could. Um, you know, I think not. not I think. They did the best they could. This might not have been the movie to bring to life in terms of live action if, movies. I'm, if I'm being honest, 
I don't care much care for the uh, live action remake. Have you seen? I think Dumb, of, of Dumb, the, Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> my favorite thing that Dumbo's brought to us is the ride at Disneyland <laughs> that you sit in as a kid. You're like, oh my god, I'm flying. I have no idea how the mechanics on this is working. It's going to kill us. But at as any far point. as these like live action remakes goes, have there been any that you're like, oh yeah, in, yeah, Jungle Book. Jungle, Jungle Book, Book was pretty good. It is the movie. It is the other movie that you saw, but you had Idris Elba as Shere Khan, and you're like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you uh, and uh, Ben Kingsley as Bagheera, and you're like, ooh, yeah. that's... Bill Murray's Baloo. Yeah, you're like, that's basically perfect. I think that's the only one... But also... It, the, Beauty and the Beast made a... more money than any movie has ever made a man. Yeah, but Beauty and the Beast, the original's perfect. It won an Oscar, didn't it? In this uh, direct-to-TV sequel, the one set during Christmas with... Uh, uh, Tim uh, Curry, right? Yeah, Tim Curry as the pipe organ uh is actually i was a kid who knows if it's actually really good as a kid i really liked it i think it. it i think it i saw a ranking recently i was going through just down a rabbit hole and i saw yeah. a list of all disney sequels yeah of a straight dvd like bambi 2 that came <laughs> out that's the by the way record for the longest gap between first movie and sequel it's like 80 years because <laughs> it's just a directed dvd movie i didn't want to read because a lot of people are asking about what other live action disney movies should be coming our way but before we get to that should yeah, we say hi to uh are some of our friends that rated us on itunes yeah, so we, re- should we read them right now yeah we, for those that don't know you can go on itunes and give us a five-star review and it really helps out the podcast and it's free to do yeah. gosh darn it and we love to read those reviews and we got a couple right here i'll read the first one you want to bring me in bring yeah me we in got uh by smule singing the podcast that keeps on giving when I found out that Spotify had podcasts and the Sam and that Sam and DJ had a podcast available on it, I did not hesitate to join in on the fun. These two have a wonderful chemistry that shines through in their depth, uh, in-depth conversations about films, comics, the supernatural, and the abstract. These two and their shenanigans have made an otherwise mundane and soul-crushing desk job more than bearable and make those eight hours fly fast. My only complaint is I cannot give uh, six stars to the podcast that has made me feel like I'm a part of something truly special. Keep up the excellent work. You two, your loyal ear holes of moisture. I definitely read most of that wrong, but that's from Jeff. Thank you. And here we have another one here from Boy and Red Ravioli. Mm, my ears be moist, y'all. You have lost your mind if you ain't getting your ears moist with Samalama Ding Dong and DJ. I was lost without a podcast after my favorite one stopped publishing episodes. Then on an episode of New Rockstars News, I saw the lumbering giant DJ sitting down with my favorite crew. DJ talked about a podcast, and I hopped on that train right then and there and gave it a listen. Interesting. <laughs> I definitely talk about the podcast too. <laughs> hold on, hold show. on. I'm on that show, and I'm I like, talk about the podcast pretty goddamn frequently. <laughs> but also, thank you for the reviews; we appreciate it. But yes, let's get to our questions real yes. quick, and we can say how do you do. To the people in the Discord, because, uh, yes, thanks for joining the Patreon. You guys are the best. From Nathan the Man, imagine Disney giving the, a big budget to a live-action adaptation of a lesser-known Disney animated property, Atlantis, Treasure Planet, for example, to spin off into a franchise. What lesser-known movie would you like to see turn into a franchise? And then they go on to say, after all Pirates of the Caribbean isn't making big bucks anymore, they need a new franchise to make, would Disney ever approach Studio Ghibli to do a live-action version of one of their classics? Okay, so we got a couple questions here. But out of Diz, specifically Disney's... 
uh, movies that don't get quite enough love. I feel like Black Cauldron is like in this weird ether of gonna get yeah. it's gonna get snatched up and then someone's actually gonna fix the movie and make it the way that it was before they edited the shit out of it. Okay, tell me more about. I'm not necessarily familiar with the Black Cauldron saga. It's well, so it's a it's a darker fantasy movie, but yes. I know back end stuff from Defunct Land guys. They have a really good podcast and a great YouTube channel. You should check out. Also, announcement coming from us on Tuesday. Um, not about Defunct Land, mm-hmm. just plugging two things at the same time um, classic classic um the, it was a disney movie that they were making that is based on something you know what you know what let me not guess here let me go ahead and dive into it all i know is production wise they were making black cauldron they had a good amount of money behind it but then with a lot of shakeups with like uh, jeffrey katzenberg who left disney and then michael eisner coming in and a lot of other stuff uh stuff started to get mixed up and yeah we got released and a lot of people there is a love for it but i know that a lot a good chunk of it doesn't make a lot of sense you know what would be cool is uh sword in the stone because that is based at least in part on the once and future king which I recently was doing some research on. And I, I think you could do a more, you could go back to the source material. And I don't, it's the, it's interesting. I feel like um, King Arthur mythology is like Robin Hood where it's so iconic, but I don't know if any modern movie maker has really cracked it in a way that really reminds audiences what makes it interesting. Honestly, if you did a, like an animated something with it, I know you want live action and whatnot, but yeah. like, there's something about like there's been so many Robin Hoods and King Arthur things that have been tried to reboot or other stories like yeah. if, need a break. And if you I, I feel like not another sword in the stone, but like I think if you did like a different type of animated adaptation of one of those stories, you could get a lot of people and like interested. They just did a King Arthur story this year. They just they, did one. No, the it was last would year. Be King. Oh, that's right. Robin Hood was last year. Well, they also did and King the, Arthur. They had that King Arthur uh, from Guy Ritchie. Which was two years ago now? Yeah, man. Something? By the way, speaking of Disney and Guy Ritchie, I saw a poster of Jafar mm-hmm. for Aladdin. God damn it, it looks awful. <laughs> God damn it. Like it's, You're not feeling that movie? How would you feel about... I was thinking about this today. How would you feel about um, a, a, live action, movie. A, a live action adaptation <laughs> of a goofy movie? No. of uh, But he's in the costume from Disney, Disney World. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Look how, at what my about kid. Hercules or maybe even like... a. Tarzan's weird because Tarzan's just Tarzan. If you make a live action Tarzan, it's not necessarily an adaptation of the animated one. Well, it's just Tarzan at that point. If Guy Ritchie did like his slow mo stuff that everyone loves from like the Sherlock <laughs> movies, uh, like honestly, that would be kind of cool for Tarzan. Hercules is cool because it, it, I love what they did with that movie. There's yeah. gospel choirs. There's like uh, uh, you have Danny DeVito. You have more Danny DeVito. You mm-hmm. got James Woods when we like. You them. could just have Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. we like them. You could just have Danny DeVito be the same part. I and, and having him go up against the Titans and it, it, it's such a cool scale that you could show that could really get people excited in live action. Seeing him train yeah. and like build muscle. Like imagine Chris Evans being that being Hercules yeah. he wouldn't do it he would not do that <laughs> like, I just got out of I this I just got out of this I can't Let be I guess I gotta go back in <laughs> three A's from retirement huh mm-hmm. other cop movie isms honestly Hercules would be a really good one but that being said Atlantis the Lost Empire would be the one that I think you could get like a John Carter of Mars type franchise that they wanted out of that movie. Oh, I was going to say with Atlantis. What they wanted. Remember, remember the big hit that John Carter was. You could do that with Atlantis. <laughs> Which that movie I don't think is that bad. I don't think that. Oh, it's probably bad, not. Um, it's, yeah. it's actually pretty cool. The the scale of it and the other like it's it's their Avatar. It's what they wanted that to be. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool action in it. You get some. There's like vibes of Star Wars and Avatar and stuff like that. It's it's not yeah because it's a movie. that that John Carter was the blueprint for those later franchises. Like it was the original sci-fi epic. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, and it's the way that they deal with it. It's really cool. It's like this like 
man, when you find out how he got to Mars yeah. and how he's able to go between the two places, it's pretty cool. Nice. And it takes place during the Civil War. Classic. Everybody's favorite war. Yeah, but it does make things just like super crazy. Anyways, I think Atlantis, the Lost Empire, if you went like big with it. Yeah. Thinking James Wan Aquaman type big. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be James Wan directing Atlantis, The Lost Empire. But go. also that like turn of the century uh professor. Yeah. Trying to like prove like prove his dissertation, like, no, I got evidence of Atlantis. And you're mm-hmm. like all right, I don't know how you how you have a job here if you exactly. are trying to prove this in your spare time. But anyways, uh, the idea of diving into that and like kind of opening up this bigger world, I think it, I think that could be your YA type like adventure series that that would really help Disney out because I guess Marvel and Star Wars aren't making enough. <laughs> what about Song of the South? What do you think about? God bless Splash Mountain. I love that. You know what? Shout out also that they. It's called Splash Mountain because they thought Splash was going to be a bigger movie and they wanted to have mermaids in it. (laughs) That, yeah, Michael (laughs) Eisner never never quite really figured out what people wanted. No, he knew. (laughs) Wait, he he, he knew. You ever seen the ad for Splash Mountain? No. Remind me after we're done here to show you the ad for Splash Mountain. It's so awkward. It has a lot of 80s in it. It's It's just so much. 80s. A lot of hip hop, a lot of hip hop in there with zippy doo doo da. Um, yeah, no, uh, Song of the South. You can go ahead and leave that one alone. Internationally, I think they still show it, but Disney in America, they are not gonna, they are not gonna show no. that movie. Nobody gets. I think to the see last that. time they aired it was in the eighties, and then the ride came out, and then they're like, and we're never gonna touch this movie again, yeah. and we're not gonna. I think it's better when it comes to these live action stuff to do some of the. I was just looking at Black Cauldron. Oh yeah, and thinking about that, I feel like it's better to do the more obscure stuff, even remakes in general. Like, I think it'd be more interesting to don't, I know what it is. You want to go back to a brand that people already know and love and da, 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 da. But creatively, I think it's more interesting to take something that had a great concept, but isn't necessarily a great movie and make it a better movie. I one think, of the reasons Beauty and the Beast is is because the first one's so great. So why are we even bothering? It's going to be the same thing that uh, kneecaps Aladdin. Mm-hmm. The first line's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you, you had potential. For me, part of the potential of Jungle Book was the fact that I don't really love Jungle Book that much. And so, like, seeing the new one, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Heat's Dragon, I can see why kids love this movie. Mm-hmm. That one's another, like, whiff. That was mm-hmm. uh, Robert Redford's in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then he retired. I've actually heard good things about that. You're one of the few people I've heard negative things about that. It new is one. real, just right in the middle. All right. It's like, it's like Dumbo. It's right in the middle. Okay. The dragon looks cool, though. Well, it's also like, part. how does it live? And it's like, well, it's green. So that's why it blends in with the green of the trees in the forest of uh-huh. Oregon. <laughs> and it can turn invisible. And it can fly. Well, you could also just have it turn invisible. It doesn't need to blend in. Uh, it's got both of them. But the green dragon, it does look like a big dog. Cool. Um, cool, it, cool. Uh, Treasure Planet, though, could be a really cool live action. That was in the weird era of Disney where it was like trying to do that, like, the three animation to save a little bit of chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you did live action Treasure Planet and just have a big scape, like a big uh, galaxy spanning adventure, with all you do is you need that live action windsurfing board that, that, yeah, had, that's that the, everybody wanted. Yeah, that was the, that's the one thing I remember about that movie. Yeah, he's racing around, having yeah. a good time. I do not remember. Oh, besides when they show the logo for Disney, you see like a moon in the background, you zoom into like the crescent moon, and it's like a it's like a port, like a space port. Yeah. And then all the ships, the spaceships look like ships. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. And treasure, pl- the idea that it's like a whole planet where you hide something, and there's a lot of stuff taken from Robert Louis Stevenson's did I say the right name? I think so. I think I said that. <laughs> Treasure right Island? Name. Yeah, Treasure Island. I believe that's who wrote Treasure Island. You know, if you just move forward, no, you would have just No, I not. couldn't have. I couldn't have. I couldn't have. Ooh, remake Splash, please, Danny yeah. Boy's asking. No, that's okay. Robert Louis Stevenson. I nailed it. 
Nailed it confidently. Splash, uh, no, the Splash Mountain ad that Sam was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splash, yeah, yeah. They they were they wanted to kind of mix Splash in with uh, Song of the South to make Splash Mountain. Anyways, just talking about people in the chat. That's why it was confusing for the podcast listeners. Do we have any other quick questions? We oh, can yes, tackle but, uh, before we move on. Oh, well, also, there's people started getting very excited because apparently there was supposed to be a Treasure Planet sequel that dealt with Iron Beard because it's Blackbeard. There you go. We, we did it, gang. Uh, and there's a lot more info into that. Uh, Jay Shark's asking to be cast in Treasure Planet 2 because they want to be a part of it. Uh, on the Tim Burton side, we had a question Do you prefer his animated movies or his live action movies? Honestly, I'd say that that's from Caitlin Conway. Thank you for joining us live. Mm-hmm. I'd say that he, he knows how to bring what he wants to life uh, live action, but I think it's done with the help of. Um, claymation most of the time like beetlejuice that's yeah. a lot there's a lot of animation elements to it uh i think if it came to down to my absolute favorites it's the animated stuff wait and when you say that you're thinking night before christmas but that he didn't direct that oh shit then i guess it is his live action. yeah i was thinking the same thing because it's like once you if you say the animated stuff he directed it's like frank and weenie and corpus bride mm. you know and i like frank and weenie yeah i'm a. Uh... Yeah, I guess I have to go with live action yeah. stuff then. If I had if I had to pick, and also I did see one more suggestion here that I wanted to bring up: uh, live action Meet the Robinsons, and I would so be down. That's what I think Tomorrowland was supposed to be with George Clooney. That was supposed Meet to look the like Robinsons was a Disney movie. Yeah, it, oh, that yeah. was around the Chicken Little era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which Chicken oh, Little okay. is a good movie. It is that is <laughs> a right. good movie. You ever seen it? Nah. Yeah, it's a good. It's a great movie. That. Zach Braff, you're a big Zach Braff fan. Go watch that movie. <laughs> I'm a big all those Zach Braff all fan. those big Zach Braff hey, fans. Hey, Scrub out there. fans! Of course, there's Zach Braff fans. I'm, out there. Listen, I'm a Scrub fan. I am a Scrubs fan. Yeah, yeah. Garden State. Mm-hmm. We all had the soundtrack. We somehow everyone had the soundtrack to that movie. <laughs> it was like that U2 album that Apple just <laughs> uploaded to everybody's thing, and then somehow it came right behind it. Um, <laughs> I would love uh, Meet the Robinsons. You know the premise of that movie? You've seen it. In the future. Well, the, a kid present day is at a science fair trying to invent something. All of a sudden, a kid from the future picks him up, and they go to the future, and they're like, hey, you like, uh, or you make this. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for this, and you need to be motivated to do it, yeah. whatever, and you need to be whatever. And it, it's throughout, it's a fun time travel shenanigans and people trying to mess with the future and the past and everything like that. It's, cool. It's really cool. And um, I think Tom Selleck plays an older version of the kid and as soon as you hear his voice you're like oh god damn Sonic's got the, he's got a great voice mm-hmm, he what sure does what a great, he sure you can does. hear the mustache in the mic mm-hmm. in the microphone Made the Robinsons is underrated uh, Chicken Little is sad it's such a good movie so if you guys want to continue this conversation with us please follow us on Twitter at Only Stupid Answers got the vowels from stupid hashtag Chicken Little come back please and if you want more exclusive content you can go to patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers and stay tuned to our social media and to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash Only Stupid Answers yeah. because there's going to be a big announcement coming out Tuesday this episode drops on Monday yeah. so literally tomorrow from when this episode first airs you'll be able to check that out if you're at after Tuesday, well, guess what? It's there. Go look. Go find out what it is right now. Go look at it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sam Basher and me at DJ Talks Trash. Also, patreoncom answers. I can say I can tell you this much. Tuesday, it's going to get a little bit of an overhaul. So buckle up because you're going to get. There's one new thing that's going to make everyone's lives really cool. Does it sound differently with the pop filter? Uh, a little bit. A little bit, maybe. A little bit, a little bit. Well, that's just for me, and the audio listeners are just confused. You're very welcome for that one. Gang, thank you for joining us. Make sure you rate and review on iTunes. Share it with your friends, because if you don't share it, we die. All right, love you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.